One of the most crucial points of disagreement and disappointment in relationships is unfair and unmet expectations. Have you put expectations on your partner that aren't being met? Have you communicated your expectations and are based on something that influenced you? Maybe something you've seen or something you've even heard. Well, today we are talking all about expectations. Where they're founded, are they healthy, how to navigate towards understanding each other. We're getting all on that in today's episode of the Home to Avon podcast. Welcome each and every one of you to the Oak Haven channel and the Home to Haven podcast, however, whenever, and wherever you're consuming this content, thank you so very much. I'm Terrell. This is my wife, Jen. We're so glad you've invested your time with us today as we are here to empower you to build your home into the haven that you desire. That's right. And if this is your first time listening or watching, we are so glad to have you. We hope that it won't be your only encounter with us. Feel free to visit us at oakhavencompany.com and check out some amazing resources that we have and just to learn some more about us. If you get anything out of today's topic, all we ask is to like and subscribe. And if you're feeling very generous, please share with a friend. So let's dive into this. Today's topic is all about expectations that you have in relationships and how to navigate those expectations. Maybe you're bringing in expectations to a beginning relationship, or maybe you just have expectations for your spouse when you're married or been married for a while, and how to go about getting through all those expectations. Yeah. Uh, when you said this, I thought it's very important because um, this is really a foundational thing. As we said at the beginning, um, it really can be a starting point for a lot of contention, a lot of disagreement, because... Right. People go into relationships with these thoughts, these ideas, these images, these pictures of what they think, what they feel, what they expect their relationship to be, okay. what their partner should be functioning in. And a lot of time that isn't properly communicated. And so things quickly come to a, a head of contention because they're not on the same page. Right. And sometimes you may not even know that you have expectations going into it. I know. I didn't really even think through a lot of stuff, to be honest, about how it would be like to be a wife or to be in a relationship. I just kind of went with the flow a lot of the times. And so you may not even know that in the back of your mind or subconsciously, you have you do have some expectations of what you expect the relationship to be, what you expect your partner to act like or things that you want them to do. And if you have not communicated that to them, they may have no idea what their expectations are that they're not fulfilling. So it's very important that you actually are able to communicate expectations. But first of all, should we even have expectations of other people? Yeah, I think we need to understand where expectations are coming from, uh, where are we getting them from, because it's very, very easy in our society today with all the access to digital, to video, to all the content, that we're getting fed images. Right. And the foundation of Oak Haven, why we exist, you and I came together, is to empower the listener, empower you, the watcher, that we're going to provide you with the biblical foundation. We want to give you truth because that's where we believe ultimate success is in our relationships. And so the world is going to give you, you know, we got married at first sight. We got mm -hmm. love is blind, you know, the bachelor, the bachelorette. 
you know, and it's like, hey, it doesn't work out. You got eight weeks to decide. If it's not, you know, right. so, you know, when we, we're, 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 we're getting fed these images or like, how is this supposed to be? Uh, we're getting told all these things we talked about. Hey, marriage is hard. And, mm-hmm. you know, you got the, it's going to be a grind and all this stuff is getting fed and getting fed and getting fed. And so it's cultivating this attitude of expectation that really isn't grounded upon God's best for our lives. That's right. You hear a lot of things just going about, just like you said, everyday life and in our society that get infiltrated into our minds. And so maybe going into a marriage, you might hear somebody say, well, you've you've lived your best days already, your single life. Get get ready. Right. This is your one last night of fun. Right. (laughs) And how great is, I mean, who wants to enter something that's not fun? I mean, so already people are putting those ideas in your head that marriage is kind of going to be blah. And so where should we be finding those expectations is in the Bible. So we're looking and searching through God's word. And you may say, well, he doesn't really say anything about that topic, which is false. <laughs> I, I, I'd be careful with that because all throughout the word, we see promises um, of how God wants you to enjoy life and see good days. We've got that scripture in our uh, walk when we, we come to in our home. And so uh, even over in the book of Jude chapter two, beloved, I wish above all things you prosper, be in health. God wants you to um He's your father. So God does not want you going into some shackle of balls and chains. Right. And that's his idea and expectation of marriage. But no, your expectation for your, if you're dating, your expectation for your partner should be found in Proverbs 31. That's a good place to start right. for a female uh, over in Ephesians chapter five. You know, here, here are the expectations. Here's what God sees the roles to be as a husband as a, and as a wife. And so we can look to that and build that foundation of how you and I are to function in our relationship versus the article, the blog, the magazine, things that the world pushes. And things that we've just grown up in, oh, right? Yes. So we've grown up in a certain way. We've had, you know, our examples as our parents, or yeah. maybe our parents weren't there, how our family operates. And when two are coming together, right, they have not experienced the same thing. And so they're going to have different expectations. Maybe they think, you know, the wife's always going to cook and have a great meal on the table. And if you haven't discussed that stuff before you're getting married or, you know, once you are married and realize that expectation hasn't been met, you need to be able to come together and say, okay, well, let's get on the same page. First and foremost, is this even something that, you know, relates to God's word? Is a woman always supposed to have, you know, getting into that? Um, But everybody's going to come with different experiences, family backgrounds, things that they've heard. And so just to be focused on God's word first and foremost is where you need to lay that foundation. So the scripture says, I believe Jesus said it for this reason, right? Because right, of right, right, right. And leave his father right. and his mother cleave to his wife and the two will become one flesh. And so it's because of that, your, your history in your family, maybe it was a good family environment. Mm-hmm. Maybe you had a two parent household. Maybe you had a two-parent Christian household, or maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't have mm-hmm. parents. Maybe you were in a foster home. Right. Maybe your grandmother raised you. There's all different these kind of dynamics that shape and form our paradigm of how we see the world, how we interact with people, our relationships. And so it is very, very crucial. I would always say get some counseling and talk with someone before you get married. Right. To really go through these dynamics. A hundred percent. You know, have you, 
have you been in a relationship where the person responded to a, a disagreement completely different than how you were brought up? Yes. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that is a the, the very foundation, the basis of contention, because someone encountered arguments with yelling, screaming and right. throwing stuff. The other person experienced it with getting quiet. Silence. Right. Silence. Right. It's. Right. And if you're expecting me to maybe respond in a, like a highly verbal um, way, even maybe voices, voices, physical, um, you know. right. And I've only known like get quiet, go by yourself, hide in your room kind of thing. Right. That might cause a little tension. And so when you have those expectations that aren't being met, you may regress and try to be like, well, I need to change him. I need to some way control how he's behaving because it's not meeting my expectations is that the way we should be thinking that right i want to look towards even if we're saying i want to look towards god's word and my husband isn't matching up to that or my wife isn't matching up to that are we how are we getting them to change well number one you can't get anyone to change okay and we talked about an episode i don't remember the number but you know remember when your purpose isn't about you but People are who they are. Okay. And they're not changing. Okay. You can grow. The Bible talks about how we can grow in grace. Okay. But it is through the power of the Holy Spirit. It is through a supernatural encounter with the grace of God that now the Holy Spirit can do a work in someone. Okay. He's Jehovah. Okay. Not you. Okay. So let God, you have to let God be God. Let him do the work because, you know, as I... I the example we gave before was you are quiet, you are uh, introverted, you're reserved. That's not going to change. Yes, you can grow and branch out in different right. areas. This podcast is definitely an area for you to grow, and you've definitely stepped out and spread your wings beautifully uh, in this walk of faith and in other areas. But your default is always going to be, I like peace, I like quiet, I like calm. You're right. the outgoing big hoop girl, <laughs> and that's okay. There. Different strokes for different folks. Right. So you have to realize I'm not, I cannot change this person, nor is it your responsibility to change that okay. person. That is the burden that's too great for you to bear. Okay. So Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. So your expectation, your hope, David said in the book of Psalms, my hope was in you. And so your hope and your trust and your confidence and your expectation has to now be turned to God. Has to turn to Jesus when those times of contention and stress right. and hurt and misunderstanding, miscommunication come. Your hope can't be in the other person. It's got to be in your Heavenly Father because that's where unending, unfailing, everlasting love can be found. Amen. So you would say to first bring it first and foremost unto God. Absolutely. If you're in a situation right now where you're really struggling or you're not liking i guess in a in a better word to say is i'm not liking how my spouse is acting or they're not pulling their weight or you know whatever it may be they don't love me anymore they don't appreciate me they don't get me they don't understand me they're taking me for granted or i want them to do this i wish he was more like this i wish he was more like this way you know you got to stop for a moment and where is that coming from are you wishing to be a certain way is that certain way uh, through the spirit, right? Is it or is it? Like, uh, I wish he was more freaky. You know, okay. <laughs> I'm just pulling that out. But you, you've got to 
what where's my expectation coming from? Okay. And then again, you can't change that. That's got to be spent time in prayer and spent time, you know, Holy Spirit, y- you deal with them. Hopefully they have a relationship with him and that they can hear from them. That's what I've done when we've had times where we couldn't see eye to eye mm-hmm. and not some more eye to eye. We just, we, we were still learning how to communicate and we still are learning how to communicate. Last night we were talking, I'm like, I'm saying something. You're like, we're saying the same thing. I'm like, what are we arguing about? And we're saying the same thing, just in a different way. Yeah, just in a different way. And so I would pray and say, no, God, talk to Jennifer. You're her father. You made her. Show her my heart. Help her see where I'm coming from. And then it's not on you. Show me. Help me understand her. Give me her heart, right? This is two ways. Not, well, they need to change it. They need to do this. Well, what do you need to do? Okay. So if you're in a situation, let's let's give an example where, you know, my husband is just not patient with me. So he always wants things right away. I'm dealing with all these other things. Um, and you, you first and foremost, you're going to pray, like you said, unto God. Should you bring that up to the spouse or should you kind of get away and kind of, like you said, deal with yourself first? You know, I would always, 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 always say, you know, pray, right? That's the first step. Because when you pray, God's also going to deal with you. And that is the benefits of prayer. Okay. Because it's going to be hard to criticize the other person when you're praying for them. Okay. And then also God's going to talk to you about you. Okay. He's going to share you some things that you can do. You can grow. Okay. And you can also perfect in you as well. But yes, when you've done those things, there's a time and a place for you to uh, maturely and calmly and lovingly bring a concern or bring a topic of, you know, in this particular situation, when you said, when I heard this, mm-hmm. um, this the eye language, the eye language mm-hmm. is how I felt. And they're probably, and hopefully, you know, when somebody communicates that you don't want them to say, well, I didn't, I didn't say that, you know, or, um, you want to apologize? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. That's not what, that wasn't my intent. So being humble, being humble, accept and receive that. And if they're not doing that, then you've got to trigger and say, okay, they don't know. Okay, you know, for example, if you give me an example, go ahead and say, Terrell, when you said this. You know, Terrell, last night when you said you didn't like how I cooked, yeah, it made me feel like you didn't appreciate anything I did. I mean, I took that whole hour. To cook for you. Why are you being I, so sensitive? Because it hurt my feelings that you said my food was terrible. I know. It's kind of funny. But, you know, if, I, if I'm if i dismissive, right? So as as the female, if you see that, you acknowledge that, you, and you know that, don't escalate it. See, that's why I can't talk to you. And that's why, that's your frustration talking, mm-hmm. that's your emotions. You got a, a soft answer turns away wrath. And you've got to recognize, okay, this person is not on this mature level. They've not reached this point spiritually. They don't have the knowledge to respond to me the way they should. So I've got to do more praying for them. Right. I've really got to be more patient and calm and adjust how I come to them because they're they're not there yet. And it's super important, at least for me personally, for you just set the tone before you have that conversation or, or those hard things that you need to bring up is setting the tone. You've always kind of said, I'm on, they're the same team as you. You know, I'm not bringing this negativity to 
cut you down or to criticize you, but we are on the same team. I'm here to help you. I'm here to support you. And when you lay that foundation, it first sets the person at ease, right? They can they can receive things better because it's not coming from a place of negativity, right. but a place to, okay, we are in this together. We can work on this together. We can use our teamwork. And just setting the tone and then providing clear expectations of what you are hoping for and where you're getting that from. And I, I hear somebody who's, who's listening and they're like, I've done all that. Well, if you've done all that and it still goes sideways, well, then you have to ask God for the grace okay. to, you know, you may have to continue eating humble pie. Okay. And there may be things that unfortunately you cannot share. Or you may not be able to communicate because the person just is not there. There are sometimes certain people in their own, because their traumas and their, mm -hmm. how they communicate, is it's unhealthy, mm -hmm. it is unwise, it is ungodly. And you have to put those people in a boundary if you can. Right. To where, you, you know, you have to limit the amount of interaction and how deep that interaction can go. Okay. Hopefully that's not your spouse. But, you know, you really have to, I'm thinking maybe in-laws or parents right, right. or people you'll kind of compartmentalize and put them over, tuck them away because their unhealthy communication can weigh on you and you don't want to do that. Um, it is important to communicate expectations. When we first got married, I had expectations. You kind of alluded to it earlier. Okay. That weren't communicated. You talk about cooking. You know, I thought, you know, hey, the wife's going to have meals on the table. I don't even think we talked about it. Did we talk, was that a question we asked? <laughs> In our 180 questions, we asked one another. Yes. And it was part of um, our premarital counseling as well. But we were talking, he, he had asked us, like, how do you guys, like, do you guys like the same foods? How do you expect dinners to go and things like that? And <laughs> you always say that when we bring that, bring up that. But, um, you know, I think your answer was like, we'll just make it work. We didn't really have a plan going in. I will say that. Because okay. Okay. we always kind of got along. So we never really fought or like had disagreements. And so. I don't think we ever thought that that might be something that triggered something deeper, right. you know. So we're just like, we'll, we'll make it work. I'll eat, you'll eat my fish, and you know, I'll have my pizza. And I think it wasn't that important because, you know, again, you're fed. This a wife supposed to cook, and she's supposed to clean, and or she's oh. supposed to do all these different mm -hmm. things, right? And for me, that wasn't high on my list. What was number one on my list was someone who was meek and loving, who said, "Love me, love Terrell." Mm -hmm. And accept Terrell mm -hmm. and who I could get along with and was drama stress free. That was those number were one. most one, two, three, four, five. Cooking was like number twelve down the list. It was okay. so important. Okay. But again, because we didn't communicate it and you're still kind of going with these traditional values. We get we get married and there's no like you would cook or you would like make your cereal in the morning and well first you didn't say good morning, you didn't say good night, because that's not how you were raised. And then you'd make your food and be like, I come down the stairs. I'm like, where's breakfast? And I, I'm a natural giver. I'm a natural to doer. Okay. And I'm, if I'm, I'm like, how dare this woman bake a bowl of cereal? Bake a, bake a bowl of cereal, and I even think of consider me. So I'm thinking she's rude and and unloving, uncaring. I'm hurt, you know, because how dare she be so selfish? And I'm I'm getting all these feelings and all these things. Haven't said one word. Haven't communicated it. 
But, you know, the enemy's just playing rampant because, you know, I'm all in my mind. Mm-hmm. And now we've got division. I'm silent treating you. Now yeah. you're silent treating and like, what is going on? Because we had unrealistic and uncommunicated expectations. Right. Now, how how do you think we should have handled that better? Because if you were upset in that moment, should you have said yeah. something to I, me? You should have said something. And I probably was passive aggressive. I probably said something stupid, some smart, sarcasm. some sarcastic comment. That's default Terrell. You know, we're working on that. Mm-hmm. But I probably said some comment, some snarly that probably hurt you. Hurt my feelings and I want to cry, <laughs> right? Because this is my husband saying it to me. Yeah. <laughs> and so now in the moment, the mature way, the godly way to respond would have been, you know, hey, let's have a conversation. You know, how do you how do you, how do you see it when you make breakfast? Or how should we go about making breakfast on a daily daily basis? Group to, to do you think I should be included? Like and just have the conversation. Right. Like and they're like yeah. shooting one another. Nobody's shooting one another down or blaming anyone. Uh-huh. It's just let's get on the same page or. You know, how many times, we've had this question, how many times a, a, a month do you think it's healthy for us to be intimate? You know, what's a good number? Is Because, the, you know, the world's in all kind of stuff. You know, you know, this is so much stuff going on. Right. So, do, cast all that stuff down. Okay. And talk to your partner. Talk to your boo. Talk to your bae. Talk to your, your road person. And you all get on the same page. What right. works for you? You know what? I don't mind cooking. Fine. You know what? I hate doing, uh, I don't mind doing dishes. You don't mind doing laundry. What works for your right. marriage, for right. your relationship? Throw all those stuff out. out. Okay. Okay. Throw out the expectations or if they're not based on oh, God's God. word. Right. Put that first and foremost and all the little things, like you said, they should fall in place, but sometimes they don't. So you need to be able to communicate effectively, considerately. And get back to the basics because, you know, we shouldn't be arguing about breakfast for Right, at the end of the day. Year. And again, that's where we align. We are on the same right. page. Arguing about breakfast or where we're going to eat, that's just, come on, man. We can't, I want Olive Garden. I want, why are we, why are we arguing about this? Like, that is so, come on. Come okay, on. got it. Let's move past that and not argue about the little things. Got it. So, um... Well, it's about expectation. Do you feel? I will say one thing real quick that I've seen a lot on social media lately is that it says you should be able to say anything to your spouse, okay. but not necessarily at any time. Yeah. You think that's good advice? I mean, typically if, if you know, the kids are coming home and I, I've really tried to work on this, I don't want to ruin them. But I come home, especially on a Sunday, as Sundays are long for me, and they're out. Hey, Daddy, how was your day? And they're like jumping on me. I'm like, God, I'm so tired. It probably isn't the time to be telling me, hey, the light bill's passed. Did you do this? Did you do that? It's probably not the best okay. time. Let me unwind a little bit. Okay. Or, yes, if it's the Steelers are on and it's, uh, you know, third and goal from the 15 yard line okay. and it's 17 seconds left, probably not the best time to talk about, you know, oh, um, What's for lunch that week? Right. Let let them have that time. So yes, you should be able to meet anything to anyone. Okay. Um. So I'm, I'm, I'm again, unless it's an emergency or less, you know. At the same time, at the same time, I honor you. If you come to me, you're like, "Hey, this is important. This is important. I'm going to honor you and say, all right, 
that, you know, my wife comes first, my children come right. first, not how I feel, not how tired I am, not the game. My spouse comes first. So it is, it's kind of a two way. Okay, perfect. And just setting those expectations. I mean, you could say, hey, I'm going to watch the game. It'll be three hours. <laughs> right. Let's talk afterwards or whatever. And just making those intentional times. Even we for, talk for the ladies, you know, hey, let me honor you. Let me honor your time. You know, if you're trying to rest, hey, children, mommy's in the room, you know. Just give me an hour to myself, hour no to talking, myself, right? right. So there, there needs to be, again, communication and just a pouring into one another. We're on the same team. It's not all one-sided. It's not right. 100, 0, 120, right. 80, 10. It's all together. We're, on, we're moving towards the common goal. Perfect. So we're going to remember that we can't control others. We no. can't change others. No. But we can communicate our expectations. Absolutely. And above everything else, we need to pray for those for those relationships. Yeah, James five sixteen, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, mankind or woman avails much. So your prayers are being heard by your father. They will Amen. be answered. When you pray them according to his word, That's right. they will be heard. If you don't know where to start in your prayer, like, man, I, I want to pray and I don't know how to pray or even what to pray. That's okay. That's what we're here for. We have developed a, I don't know how many pages, 10 pages, it's a 10, page, 10 yep. page guide in six different categories That's right. to pray for your home from protection to provision to communication in your home. All these different things that we talk about on the Home Dignity Podcast, we've put together this guide to give you a starting, a launching point introducing prayer into your home. That's right. And you know that prayer is powerful. You know that prayer works and you just need a place to start. Yeah. This is where you can just download the guide and you'll have it. And it gives you sample prayers. It gives you the scripture that we've based everything on. Again, it's all Bible-based, not something we just came up with. So it gives you the sample prayers, the scriptures, and just some examples of some additional action steps that you can take to really just lay that foundation for your home and to pray over your home and your relationships. It's our gift to you. It's absolutely free. That's you right. can go to oakhavencompany.com slash guide, oakhavencompany.com slash G-U-I-D-E slash guide. Download it, get it there. The link is also in the description. It's also in the podcast notes below. Download it, get it implement it. You can put it on your iPad. You can print it out right. if you want yep. to. But again, this is a must-have, absolutely free resource that's going to empower you. Julie, bring your family together, bring yourself together if you're single, and start laying the foundation for introducing an atmosphere of peace and love in your home. You'll be surprised, maybe you won't be surprised, of what prayer does how it changes you. That's right. And then you change the situation. So oakhavencompany.com slash guide. Get that home prayer guide today. Yeah, go download it today. It is a must-have resource. You can also find more resources at our, on our website at oakhavencompany.com. Check us out on Instagram as well at oakhavencompany. And we have a lot of great stuff on there as well. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you again next week. God bless. Thanks for listening. We hope you've learned something to help you grow in your relationships and received some practical ways to make your home a true haven. Now it's time to put what you've heard to use. We'd love to hear what you are doing, so connect with us on social and send a message. Search and find us at Oak Haven Company on Instagram and Facebook. We also have resources for you, such as printables, devotionals, 
and helpful articles on our website at oakhavencompany.com. And we'd love to stay in touch with you with our exclusive offers, news, and content made only available to our email list members. Sign up today to receive Jen's free download pack and Terrell's confessional guide as our way of saying thank you. Click the join our email group link in the description. And again, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.